The higher education marketplace is changing fast, and it can be challenging to stay up to date while ignoring the noise. The evolution is the only source of opinions and insights directly from college and university leaders on the bleeding edge of transformation. We have three L's in our name, and they stand for lifelong learning, which is central to our vision for higher education's future. The evolution is completely free to access, and new articles and interviews are published daily. To subscribe to our weekly newsletter, visit evolutionwith3ls.com slash subscribe. Again, that's evolutionwith3ls.com slash subscribe. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Ed of Experience podcast, where we make education your business. Back with another special Ed Up embedded episode with a gentleman today I am very excited to talk to. Um, I think he is doing, I don't think, I know, he is doing very important work in the space for students all across higher education. His name is Miles Hunter. He is co-founder and CEO of Tutor Me. Miles, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me, Joe. Oh, it's a it's an absolute pleasure to have you. I'm gonna I'm gonna hit you with what I think is the most important question, Miles, right up front. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. All right. If you could have music playing every time you walk into a room, your entrance music, if you will, what song would best represent you, Miles? And yes, this is a higher education podcast, but we want to kind that's of a, that's a, little, a good question. We want to know a little bit about you here. Um, it would probably probably not going to guess this, but it'd probably be "Mi Gente" by J Balvin. Wow. Okay. Coming. The, that's that's called a curveball. I like that. It's it's. Uh, <laughs> I, I wouldn't expect that, but that's 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 why we ask that question sometimes is get a feel for, for for somebody. It's a break the ice question, if you will, because. Uh, you know, look, you, we, we want to have fun with this conversation. You're doing really important work out there with Tutor Me. You're growing, um, you know, uh, boy, students and disruption and, and all these things are, are critical. But for somebody that hasn't come across Tutor Me before I start getting into the, the nitty gritty, if you will, what is Tutor Me? Um, talk about your evolution as an organization and what do you guys do? How do you do it? So Tutor Me is an online um, tutoring solution where we connect students with tutors as you would probably imagine. Um, but we do that in, in under 30 seconds, typically uh, in, a, in a broad depth of subjects. So about 300 plus subjects um, and from the, the, K, the K-12 level all the way through graduate school. Um, so we also have the ability for asynchronous paper review um, as an ancillary product that we offer. Um, but really the big difference for TutorMe is that we're able to partner directly with schools and universities um, so that students ultimately don't pay anything out of pocket. Okay, that's good. So, um, talk about your business. Is it is it uh, percentage wise? How much of the percentages in K through twelve? How much of the percentages in higher ed? Or is it all kind of blended together? Talk talk about that a little bit. Um, yeah, at current state actually, we start we started off um, in higher ed because when we we, we founded the company with my co founders, we were we we're all in college. Um, we started the idea when we were seniors, and then we eventually got funding um, at post college uh, when we already had our full time jobs. Um, before we, we jumped ship and, and started uh, the TutorMe journey. So naturally, we wanted to work with higher ed students because that was our most recent struggle. Um, and so we started off in higher ed and really worked um, with, with those types of administrators. And then we have branched off in the past year and a half or so, uh, have now started working in the K-12 market, which is a completely different market. But I would say at current state, 
it stands around 50%, um, really, really down the line, uh, higher ed in K-12. Wow, that's interesting. Tell, tell me about this, like, you know, what, what fascinates me is this moment, right? Where how do you sit around a table with your co-founder and are you having some kind of personal struggle at the moment? Like I see, I, I did a little research on you and you know, if you're, uh, you have a, a BS in business administration, like you in a stats class or something, and you're just like, I, you know, I, I need to get help with this or, cause that's the way I was, of course, getting my doctorate. I'm, I'm in statistics and I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. I have to go find somebody that knows what, what the heck this is. Right. So there's this moment where you realize you need help. Was that you personally, your co-founder, or did you guys just see students around you struggling and go, you know, we need to start a tutoring service here. How does that happen? How do you come up with something like that? So I'd say it's a kind of a combination of, of both things, Joe. So as, as a child, um, both my parents didn't go to college. Um, they didn't um, value education as, as much as um, some immigrant parents might. And so I, um, really had to take it upon myself to, to strive in, in school and not not naturally gifted. So really had to spend um, a lot of time to be able to get decent grades, to get to the university that I wanted to go to. So, um, and my my father was very against tutoring. I never thought tutoring was necessary. I never thought college was necessary for that matter. So um, I really kind of had a chip on my shoulder. I felt like um, not only was, is it difficult enough to, to try to, to achieve academically, um, uh, academic success, but when, you know, you don't have, um, you know, necessarily uh, parents that support education drives, um, it makes it kind of even harder. So I, I was able to overcome that and, and, and went to a good school and, and got a scholarship. Um, and I always kind of had that kind of chip on my shoulder. And when I was at USC, I had a really close friend of mine, Alex Convery, um, who was a film major who was minoring in accounting for some reason. Uh, and I was a pretty decent at accounting. And um, I was in a class with him and just, we started to um, really bond over uh, our, our kind of passion for accounting, but he really struggled in it. Um, and so I started teaching him in accounting or tutoring him rather. Um, and so that kind of all started by realizing um, it was the first time I've ever really tutored anyone. I realized how um, difficult it was to coordinate and to meet and, and to, um, he, you know, he was, he was paying me at the time. And, um, we realized, well, why don't we create something where, um, it isn't so inconvenient. Um, but then we realized, well, you know, there's a lot of tutoring applications that were kind of emerging and a lot of students, um, try to make a tutoring app and then they kind of usually don't work out. There's a lot of roadkill in the tutoring space. So we, we, we determined that it can't just be a better product and be more convenient it needs to also have a completely different business model where all students can truly get it. Uh, and I know equity is a huge buzzword, but we really wanted everyone at a university or at a school to be able to get the same access to tutoring that someone that doesn't have to go to the tutoring center, doesn't have to go through all these inconveniences. Someone that can just pay for a nice expensive tutor uh, to come to their home whenever they feel like it. Uh, we wanted that experience for everyone. 2020 saw staggering levels of unemployment. And while higher education institutions generally see registration spikes during these times, degree enrollments went down. And that's because we're using an outdated playbook to respond to recessions. With the second wave on the horizon, we can expect to see unemployment go back up again. Is your institution ready to adapt? To learn how, download the white paper developed by the Evolution and Destiny Solutions. Visit evolutionwith3ls.com playbook to make sure your college is prepared for the future. Again, that's evolution with three L's dot com slash playbook.
so how do you facilitate that? How do you make it accessible for everyone? Because I, you know, not everybody has the same means, right? So you could mm-hmm. be, you could be at MIT or Princeton or Yale and maybe be better off than if you were at a community college, for example, or, a, um, or a, a small public institution or, or something like that. How do you, how do you build in the accessibility piece so that students can get the, get the tutoring when they need it? So it's, all driven by our passion to work with as many schools as possible. So, um, you know, contrary to probably like the, the assumption that we, we work with only top schools. Um, in fact, um, you know, the majority of schools are not top 100 schools um, are not top 50 schools. And so we work with a lot of schools um, that, that are not, um, that are not on the, the top rankings in terms of academics. And so we, we strive to work with as many schools as possible and work with trio programs um, so that students do have that equity and they do all, they all get that same access. Um, so really we can only focus on trying to get schools to, to use a service like ours. And then uh, once they do, then everyone at that school does get the same level of attention in terms of academic support because of us. Well, and, and the point there being that, you know, rather than going to the individual consumer saying, hey, look, do you need a tutor? Here's a service that we can have some kind of transaction from business to consumer standpoint. You've gone to the business to business model and the university basically subsidizes it, right? They partner with you. They offer it to all of their students. You create the, I mean, I, I'm talking like I know what I'm talking about here, Miles. So correct me if I'm <laughs> wrong, but then you pull in all of the tutors to service that need then, right? Is that, that that's exactly right. Works? That's exactly right. So you're telling me I'm right then, Miles. Yes. I just I want my co-host and my producer to hear that uh, that one that happens that I actually get. That was an A plus answer. All right, thank you, sir. See, maybe I could tutor somebody, or I know I can get tutored. That's for sure. Um, (laughs) So, so you know, talk about students a little bit. You know, you're this podcast, the Edip Experience. We focus so much on interviewing uh, university presidents and ed tech founders and CEOs, and and you know they all bring different perspectives from students, right? Um, where, where the engagement right now is a problem, the uh, getting students back that have left the educational system due to coronavirus. And, and how is, from your perspective, right? These are, these are students that need help. They're still in the system, so to speak. How, how it's the confidence level of students right now? Is it, you know, cause it, and it's like a double barrel question here, but what's the confidence level and what's the focus? You know, are they focused on school with all this other stuff going on around them the 24 seven, or is it, you know, are you seeing um, lag and drop off or, or do you see a renewed focus on studying and, and so on? Talk, talk just about general confidence of students. Yeah. So you hit on a good point. A confidence level is something that's sometimes overlooked with tutoring. Um, tutoring is, is generally understood as something where, where a student's struggling uh, and then they need academic support because of that. Uh, and so usually one-on-one, uh, in our case, it's always one-on-one, uh, one-to-one. And so the, the student is just getting academic support and it's, it's seemingly a, a transactional service. I'm, I'm struggling with something and this person has knowledge and they say, I will help you with that something. Um, and, and oftentimes when you're, we're, we're not dealing with robots here. So um, there's a human element to this. And oftentimes students um, do not like, like when I was, when I was growing up, um, I didn't have the, the support system at home. Um, that that you would have uh, that would have really uh, given you that support. So I think that there's a level uh, of support that you're providing to a student that goes beyond academics. You are uh, we're seeing that a lot of the students are working um, again and again with the same tutor. Um, so building a relationship with that tutor, that tutor understands that student's needs, 
um, and then is able to provide them really just some someone to lean on oftentimes. Sometimes the student really doesn't isn't struggling necessarily. It is a it is a confidence issue where they're maybe too afraid to ask a particular question in the lecture hall, um, where they they feel that if that person is with them when they're going through something, and um, then they're able to just have a lending hand where they they feel like someone actually cares and someone's there with them. Um, and we see that again and again with with students of all age levels uh, in college too, where they really just want someone to go through it with them because that confidence is is uh, is really really invaluable. Do you think that uh, tutors are? I mean, you, you feel like being the job of a tutor isn't so simple right now, like you're saying. Like it's not you just because there's so much emotion uh, involved, and then you get comfortable with somebody and you start going, "Hey, I'm having this problem." So these tutors are are becoming more like. I had to say the word counselor because that comes with licensing and all that kind of stuff. They're they're really mm -hmm. becoming mentors for these students. You know, a tutor slash mentor is that you're seeing this evolution of the quote unquote tutor, if you will. Yeah, and as you kind of alluded to, it is a fine line. Uh, so you know, we're we're not replacing counselors or psychiatrists or anything like that. Uh, but there there is that element of you know sometimes things that are outside of that particular lesson or chapter that you're working on comes up um, because the students um, are concerned about something that's happening outside of their life. Or, um, and now, you know, depression's at all time high because of COVID, there's, there's issues regarding, you know, I'm, I'm really struggling, not just outside of academics, and it really blurs the lines. Um, there's elements outside of the classroom that are affecting why they're struggling so much in the classroom. Um, and so we do our best to walk that line and make sure that we, we keep students focused uh, and understand that they really can do what they think they can do. So how does the, talk, talk to me about the, um, uh, the affordable pricing that you guys have put into place. Do you do like a membership uh, model, uh, like a, um, God, a subscription model for, for tutoring? Like if I'm an individual, maybe my university isn't, uh, isn't a partner, but I am interested in tutor me. Is it a subscription model? Is it, how, how does that work for me as a consumer uh, in terms of uh, you know, affording it? So the majority of our schools and our partners are are paying on a per student basis. So what you would what you call a subscription. Um, so you'd pay for the whole year um, in nominal fee per student, and then all of your students now get unlimited tutoring and uh, paper review. It's it's so interesting, right? So there's so many. You know, the reason why I, I'm always so fascinated with tutoring is because there's so many ancillary benefits, right? Of retention, academic success. Um, referrals, right? You think about somebody that gets their, their university helps them get tutoring. And then, you know, they have a friend that's coming into college next year and they say, Hey, look, why don't you come to this college? Because there's so much support here. So you think about revenue generation, uh, you, you can generate revenue, you can, um, you know, retain students, you can increase engagement, you can affect academic success, create better outcomes. How do you communicate all the benefits of tutor me to institutions? I mean, is it just a, let me ask it this way. Is there a full understanding of everything that you can gain as an institution from Tutor Me, or do you literally have to go and pitch it still? Because it seems to me like a no-brainer. So we, we still have to we still have to pitch it oftentimes, but with COVID, we've seen an acceleration of, um, of the adoption of online tutoring. Um, there was a, in some 
in some areas of higher ed, there was a stigma around um, third-party online tutoring as opposed to kind of using your own tutoring center and your own tutors or your work-study students and things like that. And um, that we were think, seen as kind of coming in and replacing them. Why do, why do you think that is, Miles, that the stigma around third-party tutors? I, I think there's a couple of reasons, but I, I think the, the main one is that, you know, when you're working with a higher ed institution, where typically we can work with, you know, the provost, um, you know, and, and kind of all the way down the chain, but but oftentimes we're working with someone that runs the academic support center or runs the tutoring center, right? Um, this person um, job is to provide on ground academic support and they usually are, are staffing um, either student tutors or non-student tutors uh, in their department. And so we're coming in and, and we're not, we don't see ourselves as a replacement, but oftentimes we're, you know, we can be perceived uh, as replacing the, the very department that they run, right? Um, so it's, it's in a I way, see. You know, they see it's not like this, but they see it as if it's it's almost like Uber is going to the taxi company and letting them know we can we can handle it, your you know your business um, for you, um, and it's just seeming as like they're just pushing them out. That's that's true. I mean, that's true of higher education, and sometimes and one of the reasons why higher ed has been so um, I want to say adverse to to um, evolving is because sometimes we're we're so people heavy in higher education technology. Um, eliminates the need for certain positions and people who hold those positions or people around them are very resistant to that change because of that. And higher ed leaders have to balance the, the um, elimination, if you will, because that's a bet, you know, let's say the restructuring of, of, of people and investment in technology and how that balances out. So I see your point, Miles, because I think that's true across higher ed for a number of, of things is that we are so we are a people-driven business. So sometimes technology is perceived to take the place of it when in fact, it's meant to enhance current efforts rather than uh, totally supplement an area, right? I think there's, there's ways to imagine um, companies like TutorMe to really help not completely replace. Um, you still need you still need to have people coordinating this and you still, you know, and there's going to be, there's going to be uh, a need um, always for somebody that oversees the process and so on. Um, talk about the tutors a little bit. Do you, do you pay them? You know, how do you become a tutor? If you're interested in becoming a tutor, how does that whole process work uh, to be part of the support system? So tutors can apply at tutorme.com slash apply. Uh, and we, we receive um, plenty of applications every day and we have a pretty stringent process of how, how we vet tutors, um, and then how we do mock lessons and how we ultimately determine that they're a good tutor for the platform. So it's a pretty lengthy process um, that involves background checks, um, being able to do a, a, a knowledge assessment of determining whether you actually understand. But as, as, uh, as you probably know, Joe, understanding the, the, the actual material and being good at it and being, you know, being really good at physics doesn't necessarily mean you can teach it well. Um, so we have to really um, test and, and vet for all of those areas. Don't I know that? You better believe I know that, especially when it comes to statistics that I, I dragged my feet through it. I couldn't teach anybody a lick of it if I had to, to do it uh, again. But tell me about scope, Miles. Where are you guys at as an organization? How many tutors do you have? How many institutions do you partner with? What's the goal? Um, so we're, we're now approaching um, 300 partners. Um, so we're, we're almost there. And then we have um, a little over 16,000 tutors right now. How the heck do you manage 16,000 tutors? <laughs> With an awesome team. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. What's the goal? I mean, you guys want to go, are you, in, are you um, domestic? You're going international, you know, 1300 partners. Give us a sense of 
of the speed at which your 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 company is growing? So we're we're growing quite a bit um, since the pandemic started. We've we've four xed our our total partner count, um, and then we are really focused right now in, in North America. So um, we 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 probably have plans down the road uh, to expand, um, but there are plenty of plenty of schools here in the U.S. and districts that um, that really need our help. Love it. Well, Miles, we we um, always ask. Um, two questions at the end of every episode uh, to our guests. And I'm going to ask you those same two questions. Number one, what did we miss about Tutor Me that we didn't talk about today that you wouldn't, you, you came on the show thinking you were going to talk about it, but I forgot to ask you. Let, let me, that's a better way to say it. And, uh, and then secondly, uh, and more importantly, what do you see as the future of higher education? That's a, that's a, that's a second one's a tough one. Um, so I, I think that's why the we asked the first one, one first. So you could think about the second one while you're answering. <laughs> so the, I think the first one, um, and I don't think it's really specific to tutor me, but I, well, I don't, um, maybe some, some folks that are listening um, don't know that the, the scope of the American Rescue Plan. Um, it's, you know, $123 billion uh, and some change. Uh, and then about 20% of it is earmarked for learning loss. So I think that, that really, um, that's, that, that's quite a lot of money. And, and that's in learning loss, one of the, the best ways, and some people argue the best way to, to tackle learning loss. Um, and you know that that word in itself has become kind of cliche, but but the the best way to tackle learning loss, and in, in our opinion, of course, is, is online tutoring. Um, so that's a quite a bit earmarked for that. And I think that um, online tutoring isn't going anywhere, and there's there's going to be a lot of money, uh, a lot of adoption of that in the coming years. And the future of higher education, Miles, and remember, everybody's looking to you to answer this question. Uh, you know, right, <laughs> right now. So do your best. Um, I think it's it's difficult really to predict that, but I, I, I think that the way that traditional schools are operating right now, um, I I can predict that that's not going to be the way that it's going to be in the next 10 years, that we're going to have um, a lot more skill-based um, and, and shorter degree programs where students can really get what they need from it so that they can go and, and do what they ultimately need to do, which is is go work on whatever, whatever they, they learned. Um, and so I think that that is going to eventually become the norm. Um, and then the, the aspect the, in terms of technology, um, I think that online degrees are going to become better and better at what they do. And there's going to be a less of a stigma of getting an online degree. And it's going to be very, very common. Um, and I think that it's going to really quickly accelerate where it's it's been talked about year after year that there's more and more online degrees. But I think COVID in many ways has accelerated that process by many years. Um, would have naturally would have taken many years. So I think that just in the next five years, uh, we're going to see a tremendous amount of students doing online degrees um, as opposed to traditional, you know, on ground, uh, on ground uh, degrees. I, I couldn't agree with you more. It's this old saying, Miles, that it's easier to give something than it is to take it away. Coronavirus forced everybody to give a little bit of online flexibility. And if you're a student and you enjoy that, it's hard to then just go, oh, never mind. We're going to take that back and go back to the way it was before. I think the students end up with a higher expectation of flexibility and learning. And that's going to be something that every institution is going to have to be responsive to is that the consumer evolved during this process too. And the needs and demands of the consumer, aka student, are going to be a little bit different. Every every day that goes forward, the, those, those preferences and buying habits and sensitivities change. Uh, so great point, Miles. Thank you so much for coming on the Edup Experience special Edup Embedded episode. Um, you've been listening to Miles Hunter. He's the co-founder and CEO of Tutor Me. 
Miles, it's been an honor to have you. Thanks so much, Carol. We all know continuing education and workforce development divisions, you know, the units that offer non-degree programming, need to play a central role in supporting institutional responsiveness and growth. But more often than not, leaders only focus on the outcomes that these divisions drive and rarely think about the infrastructure they need to drive those outcomes. The team at Destiny Solutions in collaboration with The Evolution developed a white paper to help explain the role IT systems can play in supporting growth. To download, visit evolutionwith3ls.com slash system and get the inside track on the importance of tailor-made tech. Again, that's evolutionwith3ls.com slash system.